Hello again, friends. Good morning to everyone. It's time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews, local sports news information, and local sports talk. I'm your host, Charles Wilson, and I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone team. Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia are back in the WBHF studios, and Jackson Hyde is here with me on the Zoom connection. We expect to hear from Brad Stevens and Nick Sullivan a little bit later on in the program this morning. On today's show, we visit with Cass head baseball coach Matt Thompson and our high school basketball analyst Kyle Sandy from sandyspill.com will be here. Then we'll update you on the local sports scene from the past week, take a look ahead, and discuss some of the other hot topics out there in the world of sports. So we hope you'll stick around this morning for a couple of hours. We're glad you have joined us, and we remind you that we were brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, First Class Collision Center, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, and Three-Way Campers. Well, let's not waste any more time this morning and move right ahead. We'll welcome in our opening guest of the day, the baseball coach at Cass High School, Matt Thompson. Good morning, Matt, on our Zoom connection. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you here this morning and uh, always a good day for baseball out at Cass High School, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've had some great weather this week. Well, good morning. Good morning to you and welcome to The Zone and Bartos Sports Zone on WBHF. Your first time visit with us on the program. Uh, a longtime assistant at Cass, but now the head coach. Uh, share with our audience a little bit about your baseball background. Uh, yeah, so like you said, I am, uh, I've been at Cass. This is my 10th year at the school. Um, I graduated from Cass High School in 2005, so I've been a colonel my whole life. Uh, I've been playing baseball my whole life. Um, I started coaching high school baseball when I was a senior at the University of Georgia at Winder Barrow High School. Uh, that's where I got my start. I was an assistant there for a few years, and then um, after getting my master's and coming back to Bartow, I worked at Woodland as an assistant for a year. Then I've been at Cass since then doing a JV. Started as the JV head coach and then came on as a varsity assistant. And now here I am as the first year as the varsity head coach. Well, we congratulate you on your career and congratulate you on the move to the head position there at Cass High School. i got to ask you, though, the X's and O's are one thing as a head coach. And having done uh, that in multiple sports myself over the years, uh, what's been the biggest surprise for you now taking over as the head coach? Well, uh, I guess one word would be laundry, doing, doing the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but um, just really the the little amount of time I have to do the X's and O's part of it. Um, right. There's so many other things. I'm fortunate to have a really great assistant coaching staff that can handle uh, all the X's and O's things. But that's been the biggest thing is, you know, I can't, there's so many things to do. It's hard for me to get over to the batting cage and, and spend a lot of time with the hitters and stuff on a daily basis. But um, so, yeah, just the, anything from like the laundry or just dealing with uh, making sure that the uh, concession stand is good to go. And the other, um, you know, the, the fence, got a, the fence was falling in one day. So I had to deal with that and just all, all the other things that um, 
you know, our the head coaches I had before did a great job of handling that themselves. So I didn't really know what all was going on, you know. So, but yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm glad that's kind of my thing is let me make it easy for my assistants and my players to do the baseball stuff, and I'll try to handle everything else. And it truly does turn into a management position as much as anything in trying to allow your coaches the opportunity to do their thing. Who's helping with the coaching duties? You talked about you need that staff uh, in place. Give us uh, a little bit about your coaches. So uh, Jamie Gaddy, he's been here uh, longer than I have. Um, he's He handles our pitchers. He's great. You know, he's my uh, number one confidant. Um, you know, he knows not just pitching the whole game, Great coach, does great with him. He's also the defensive coordinator for the football team. Um, Tyler Washington, this is his second year here at Cass. He handles our hitters and our outfield duties, and he does great. He's the um, he's a good opposite to me where I'm more reserved. He's the more vocal one, so we play each, off each other well with that. He coaches third base as well. Uh, Brett Gaddy is one of our community coaches. He does um, coaches first and does our middle infielders. He's coming out. He's a uh, going to start his student teaching, I believe, next school year. So he's getting ready to become a teacher and a coach as well here pretty soon. And then my uh, JV staff, I've got uh, Josh Martin, his first year here at Cass. He's a football coach coming up, but he was um, he's one of those guys that's just great with kids, loves the kids, and just knows how to coach. And so I wanted him to come be a part of us and help us out. And he's done a great job. Even though he's never really coached baseball at the high school level, he is bought in. He's, you know, videos and all these things he could find and he's done a great job with those young guys and then charlie buck is our uh jv head coach this is his third year here and he uh again another guy just knows how to coach coach young kids and get them moving in the right direction which are those jv guys a lot of times it's just hey this is where we show up and what we do every day you know getting them used to playing at the high school level and so i'm really lucky with all those guys and how they help make my job a lot easier He's Matt Thompson. He's the head baseball coach at Cass High School. Jackson, before we go to this break, he said he uh, graduated in 2005. Wasn't that day before yesterday? It, it, it seems like he coached. It couldn't have been much more than two or three years ago. At this point. <laughs> we'll take sure. a break here on Bartow Sports Zone. And when we come back, we'll talk with Coach Thompson about uh, this year's team and give you some more details on what's going on with the cast baseball program. So stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. I'm Charles Wilson, your host, along with Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection, Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia back in the WBHF studios. And we're visiting this morning with Matt Thompson. He's the head baseball coach out at Cass High School. Coach, uh, your Colonels just one in seven to start the year. Lost both ends of a home and home with Central of Carroll County on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, and your offense was shut out last night by a strong pitching performance. Let's start with last night. Zach Lyles, uh, Western Kentucky commit, uh, did a number on you guys last night, it looks like. He did. Uh, he, he did. He was um, the first lefty we'd faced since our scrimmage and then also probably the most velo that we had seen all year. I was happy with our bats. We had good at bats as far as seeing pitches and things like that. We just – couldn't quite catch up to the fastball. He would, when you were thinking he might throw an off speed, he was he, he would throw that fastball again, and uh, we weren't quite ready for it, something we were working on, sitting on that fastball and adjusting to the off speed. But uh, 
I was pleased with the number of pitches we saw and the way we battled overall. And, and that's a big part of it. A southpaw throwing in the upper 80s, you don't see a whole lot of those, especially at the high school level. That's right. Yeah, we don't. And, of course, you know, in, now in our region, we, we will see some of those guys. So it's good to see that now to try to get – to because that's, that's something that's hard to simulate in practice, getting a lefty that can throw like that. Because, you know, we don't have anybody on our staff that can do that. And then coaching-wise, I mean, we can we can get close as we can, you know, 30 feet away and throw it as hard as we can. But that doesn't <laughs> simulate that as very well. Yeah, the, the timing's not quite the same. Two losses this week in that home-and-home home series with Central – but tell us what you learned about your team in that two-game series. Uh, so one thing I was pleased with is, you know, we went down there and uh, didn't play well. That was probably our worst game, uh, just overall pitching, defense, uh, hitting everything. And then we came back uh, Wednesday and responded well. Um, we, we competed. Obviously, we came out short, but um, we played a much more complete game. And we just talk about every day about improving um, – a little bit every day you know we're we're looking at march 15th is when our region schedule starts is when we when we travel to hiram and uh, trying to get a little better every day and i thought we did that i thought tuesday we took a step back but then from tuesday to wednesday we took a step up and uh got those guys competed a little well we just had that one bad inning um after we took a lead and we let them kind of get back into it and that's something we talk about shutting that door when we when we get the momentum trying to keep it so it's it's a it's a it's a journey it's a process but we're taking those small steps even if the record hasn't quite borne that out yet. Jackson, I'll come over to you after I ask this next question, so you can get ready, uh, Coach. It's, it uh, again, we'll mention it's been a rough start, but tell us how you keep your guys motivated, how you keep practices fun as you move forward and strive to improve every day. So I think one thing um, that we try to do is we try to keep it. Uh, we try to change things up as far as not doing the same, you know, exact same routine every day. Yes, we're going to throw, we're going to hit, we're going to do defense, but trying to change it up, maybe even things like the order of it, uh, the specific drills we do, you know, just so it doesn't get monotonous and boring. Because even for the coaches, it can get routine and you, you can start going through the motions some. So we try to vary it up. And then um, also just trying to go fast. Like we want to – that's one of the things is our guys are young and inexperienced, so we want to – try to simulate game speed as much as we can. Let's go fast and um, get used to that game speed. And two, that just that helps keep us a little more focused in the drills and things like that. Very good. Coach, uh, I know Charles is going to ask you about some specific players later in the, in the interview, but uh, I know you're young, you're inexperienced, but you've had some success with your JV team. Tell us a little bit about that group, and then uh, we'll let Charles handle talking about the varsity group. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the JV team, I've been very pleased with them. It's a uh, – I have a big freshman class. We have 11 freshmen um, to go with about uh, 10 sophomores. Now, some of those are up with the varsity, but we've got a good mix of 16 guys down there on the JV who they just compete. They don't give up. They don't they, – they keep going. They're two wins this week. We're both in the seventh inning. Uh, they were down and scored. One was a walk-off win at home against Cedartown and then Wednesday against Model on the road. They were able to come back in the last inning and then shut the door um, against the undefeated model team. Those guys, uh, they just get after it. You know, they they play hard. Um, they've shown a ton of improvement so far. You know, they're so raw when they come. And uh, that's one thing we're working on is building a bridge with the middle school program so we can know more about them as they get here. But, you know, most of these guys we didn't know, but they've been, they've been working hard since August in our weight room and in our throwing program. And I've been super pleased with the progress they've made. It's been exciting watching them. 
Sounds like the future is bright as you move forward. Uh, Coach, uh, we know it all starts with pitching. Uh, of course, you got to have the bats in the order as well, and you've got to have some senior leadership. So kind of take us through a few of your guys that you're counting on as you move forward and, and try to get ready for this tough region schedule. Right. So we, we have uh, we only have three seniors um, this year. And um, so Hayden Cole and Ethan Hall and uh, Bentley Markley are our seniors. And those guys, they do they do a great job. They're part of my leadership group, and they help hold it together. Uh, they keep the guys um, – try to keep them motivated and focus on what needs to be done. I can trust them to make sure things are cleaned up and uh, making sure that the guys are doing the jobs they're supposed to do. Um, and even though, you know, we, maybe they're not, we've been scuffling a little bit at the plate or whatever, they've been staying focused and trying to keep things positive for everybody else. So that's been a huge help to me. Uh, Aiden Larkin and Carson Hill are my on the field leaders for sure. My shortstop, Aiden Larkin, and then Carson Hill's my junior catcher. Aiden's a sophomore. And both of them have really stepped up this year. It's not a surprise they're playing well, but I've been very pleased with the leadership roles they've taken as far as like Aiden being my, my field general on the infield, helping coach guys up and keeping guys focused. And and then his play too has been really well. And Carson catches and pitches. That's, I mean, two of the hardest, two of the, the two hardest things to do on the field. He gets after it and um, never complains, does his job. And I know I can count on those two to help. They're helping lay the foundation that we're looking for. In our in the Colonel baseball player. Very good. Well, we know that uh, there are always uh, special dates on the calendar, and we'll talk about some of those in just a minute. But uh, let's talk about Region 7 5A. Always a tough league, six uh, tough baseball programs in that region. Uh, what can you do to try to slide in there as a state qualifier in this uh, region? So it is a tough region, um, and what we, you know, what we have to do is we have to take care of the teams that we we should match up well with. I mean, uh, and that's Hiram and Woodland. Uh, those two teams are going to be the ones. Us three are going to be fighting for that fourth spot, um, and it, you know, at least the fourth spot. If we're shooting for more, but at least that fourth spot. And uh, I think it comes down to that Woodland series is the last one of the year, so that should be an exciting time. Three games right there to wrap up the regular season. Both probably competing for a playoff spot, hopefully, and. Uh, that it'll just come down to staying focused throughout the year, no matter what else happens, and being ready to go. Crosstown rival, ready to play, and uh, see who's going to make the playoffs. Well, Coach, uh, always a tough grind. It's a long season. Got a long way to go. Uh, get things turned around out there and get things going with the Colonels. And we thank you for your time this morning for joining us on Bartow Sports Zone. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Jackson. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Coach. That's Coach Matt Thompson. He's the head coach of the Cass Colonels baseball program. They're in a tough region out there with Cartersville, Blessed Trinity, Calhoun, some baseball powers in Class 5A. We'll take a timeout for some news, and when we come back, we'll visit with Kyle Sandy and talk about the state basketball tournament. Hi, this is Ivy Jordan at Latitude Blue. My husband Trey and I invite you to visit our retail location located at 1 West Church Street. Our fully stocked retail store is a perfect partner for the do-it-yourselfer. We carry ledge lounger, lazy buns, and many other premium floats and toys for everyone. And yes, we have chlorine tabs and super shock it in stock. Please visit us today at Latitude Blue downtown underneath the Church Street Bridge near the water fountain. And don't forget your water sample. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Latitude Blue bringing families together one backyard at a time.
Hello, friends. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone as we move into our second half hour of the morning. Uh, we want to thank Matt Thompson, the head coach out at Cass High School, for their baseball team for joining us in that opening half hour this morning. And now we welcome in our second guest of the morning, Kyle Sandy from sandyspill.com. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Charles. How are you doing today, sir? Doing very well. We've got Jackson Hyde with us on the Zoom connection also, and then Mike Garcia and Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios. Uh, Kyle Sandy, Bartow Sports Zone statewide high school basketball analyst. Glad to have you here on Bartow Sports Zone this morning. Kyle, we've had a great couple of weeks of the GHSA state tournament action. I'm sure you've been excited by some of the great competition uh, this week on Tuesday and Wednesday during the state quarterfinals. Some really good games out there. Yes, it was really the uh, February frenzy. A lot of uh, close games, a couple surprises here and there, upsets. I mean, anything goes this time of year. I do these state rankings all season long, and then once you see (laughs) what happens in the state tournament, it's like, why do I even bother ranking these teams? Because you throw everything out the window this time of year. But boy, oh boy, uh, like you said, there were some terrific games on the boys' and girls' side. Yeah, that's a tough task when you're trying to – uh, just for the, the the media aspect of it, trying to get some rankings out there, uh, let people know uh, where the where the quality players are, the good teams that are out there. But teams change during the lengthy basketball season, and, and you you know your rankings are going to reflect that. Teams change. Some teams improve as the year goes along, and some teams don't get any better. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct because when I'm doing these rankings, like heading into uh, the state tournament, even when I'm picking these games, it's do I go based on what they've done the entire season as far as resume goes? Or like you said, oh, there's a team that's really hot right now that's playing their best basketball of the season. Do you go based on recent trends or what you thought you knew the entire year? And that's where it gets very, very confusing because like you said, uh, yeah, you want to peak and play your best basketball at the right time. And some teams are definitely doing that right now in early March. Okay, Kyle, I wanted to uh, turn you loose this morning, so to speak. Uh, Let's try to squeeze in as much of the girls' Final Four action as we can. Give us a preview on some of the top games, best matchups coming up this weekend in the girls' classifications. Yes, sir. Class 7A will start up top. There's some interesting matchups. 7A was wide open all year long, but uh, Harrison versus Archer. Harrison's a team that – Kind of flew under the radar this year, but they shoot the ball from the outside as well as anybody. They just took down Grayson, who had beaten North Forsyth, but a huge win for Harrison. They made nine threes. Annie Garnett was a region player of the year. She is very tough. She had six threes. But this Archer team, super talented on paper. They're starting to kind of come together, coming off a blowout win over Pebble Brook. That's going to be a really good game. Uh, in 6A, you're looking at Rockdale and Lovejoy. Rockdale, um, in an early hole against Brunswick, came back and got a 64-56 win. But Danielle Carnegie, she is a straw that stirs the drink, a sophomore, one of the best sophomores in the, in the entire state, in the entire southeast, uh, had about 35 points in that win. But now they run into Lovejoy, who tipped down River Ridge 71-59. to And Lovejoy has a, a superstar sophomore guard in their own right and Brianna Preston, so... This Lovejoy team, they're they're loaded from top to bottom with athletes and size and length and just every single position is pretty much locked down, and they are a, a, a solid favorite to win the state title this year. 
Um, a game that I think is going to go in the favor of the defending state champs in Class 5A, but uh, they're playing a, a really plucky team. That's Woodward Academy versus Warner Robins. Woodward Academy has Sydney Bowles going to Georgia, averages over 20 points per game, and Sydney Lewis is a, a great 6-1 wing, but Warner Robins is really tough. Jada Morgan transferred in from Jones County. Uh, she's only about 5'8", but she crashes the glass extremely hard, and she's going to present some some problems for Woodward Academy just with their overall physicality. But I do think Woodward is, you know, they've been the favorite all season long, and I think they should be able to win this one. But if Warner Robins can play a physical style of basketball and knock down some outside shots, uh, they could hang around. Uh, class 4A, two interesting ones, Luella and Baldwin. Two teams that have ranked in the top four all season long. Luella beat Baldwin uh, like the second game of the season by one point. So that one should go down to the wire. A lot of big girls, a lot of athleticism, tough guards in this one. And the other one that is is intriguing, Maris first Pickens. Pickens, they just every time I pick against Pickens, they come back and win. They were down heading into the sweet 16 against Doherty. They came back and won. They were down about 12 or 14 points against Jefferson, who was without their best player, but they found a way to win 51-50. And now they're seeing Maris, the best defensive team in the state, who held uh, Hardaway to 19 points, who just held Heritage Katusa to 16 points. They're getting tighter and tighter and tighter every single round. Uh, I want to see if Pickens can score against them. Going to be tough. And then I'll give you two more ones. Um, Westminster versus Lumpkin County in Class 3, of course, a, a matchup that – we saw last year in the Sweet 16, Courtney Ogden did not play. She will play in this one. Lumpkin County's been the best team all year long in Class 3. I saw them beat Cross Creek and Augusta just a few days ago. If they can knock down their shots, uh, Lumpkin County is a heavy favorite to win Class 3A. But Westminster, when you have a girl going to Stanford, you definitely have a chance. And then we'll look at Class A private. Can anybody knock off Holy Innocence? They've had the best team on paper all year long. They have just about, I don't know, 15 top 10 wins, something crazy. They've been uh, nearly unbeatable, it feels like, on the girls' side. But Kelly and her staff a very good team with Kara Dunn going to Georgia Tech. This is her last stand. Cam Mountparent and all those seniors knock off Holy Innocence. Holy Innocence eliminated them last year. Going to be tough, but that is a game I have circled as a good one in Class A private. He's Kyle Sandy of sandyspill.com. Breaking down the state's final four action that begins tonight and tomorrow night around the state of Georgia. We'll come back and we'll let Kyle run through the boys' final four. So stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We have Kyle Sandy on the Zoom connection with us this morning from sandyspill.com. He's our Bartow Sports Zone statewide high school basketball analyst. Kyle, before we get to the boys on the road to Macon and talk about the final four matchups, uh, tell us how we can follow Kyle Sandy on social media. Yes, Kyle Sandy 355 on Twitter. That's where you're going to find news coming through the twitter feed first that is the latest and breaking and biggest news i guess you could say comes there first then sandy spiel on twitter as well and if you want to see some highlights some of the things i personally get to see when i go to these gyms sandy spiel 
on Instagram. And I'll be I probably won't be able to be live tweeting a whole lot. I'm I'm on duty calling class two A and class three A these next two days. I'm I'm jumping on the microphone to do color commentary in Millersville. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But yes, everything Kyle Sandy three fifty five. All right. Well let's let you uh, have plenty of time. Uh, take us to the top of the hour here on Bartow Sports Zone by breaking down this weekend's final four on the boys' side. Yes, sir. Class 7A, Pebblebrook versus Burkmar. And then we have Newton versus Norcross. Pebblebrook, a controversial, well, I wouldn't say controversial, but the timeout gate is what they're calling it. Did Milton have another timeout? They ruled that they didn't, and they got a technical foul in Pebblebrook, 165 to 59. But Pebblebrook and Burkmar. Burkmar, of course, lost in the state championship game last year. Malik Ewing is their, their big fellow inside going to Ole Miss, but Pebblebrook has been possibly the best team in the entire state all season long. They're just so deep with the high-scoring guards and Simon inside as a, a good combo forward. Very tough team. And on the other side, Newton, it's, you know, this is their year, you would think. I know they're all juniors, but you got a guard going to Georgia. You got a guard going to UConn. And another one committed to play at Indiana. So Newton, uh, it's going to be tough, but they have a tough matchup against Norcross that they should be favored to win. Class 6A is very interesting. Sequoia, the deepest run in Sequoia Chief history. They now see Buford, who is a 62-54 winner over Carrollton. Sequoia won 71-70 over Kell. I think Sequoia has a good opportunity to win this one. Alan Carden in that that efficient offense of theirs. They just keep having kids step up. Preston Parker had a huge game. Dylan Wally's had a great year. Um, just a lot of talent, and Kyle Keener as well. Guard play has been great for Sequoia. 5A, you're looking at Jonesboro and Eagles Landing, two teams that have been ranked top four pretty much all season long. Eagles Landing, the defending state champs with A.J. Barnes and David Thomas, but Jonesboro has a lot of quality uh, guard play, some size, and the great athletes that get after you in their, their zone defense. And Dan Mailman's won a lot of big games this time of year, so that's one I have circled in Class 5A. 4A, there's going to be differing styles in the matchup between Spencer and Mayer. Spencer has accumulated so much talent over the past few years of getting transfers and transfers and transfers, and they're big, and they're quick, and they can shoot the ball from the perimeter, and they press you, and they try to – just make you tap out with Tyson McDaniels, a 6'7 junior. But Maris is a little bit of a surprise. I thought they'd be good this year, but I don't know if I thought they'd be Final Four good. But they just keep answering the bell. They got a 56-47 win against Monroe. They don't have a player that really averages over 10 points per game. It's just death by a million paper cuts, and they're really, really good. Bowersfeld has done a terrific job at head coach there, uh, but it's going to be tough for him to concoct a game plan to beat Spencer. But you never know what happens this time of year. 3A, as I mentioned, I'll be calling 3A and 2A. Uh, it's basically Augusta versus Savannah. You got Windsor Forest versus Thompson, and then you got Cross Creek versus Beach. A really fun classification uh, coming down to these four teams. Windsor Forest, maybe the slight favorite to win the state title this year with Deontay Bass going to Georgetown as their, their superstar super athletic six foot seven wing but thompson has great young guard play led by levante ivory a sophomore and then on that other side cross creek they're very tough they had a couple move-ins this year as well but antoine lorick is a very good about six 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 seven defensive wing that shut down jabari smith in the state title game a season ago he's gonna have to bring it again against a beach team that has shamari huey and also larry johnson two potent scores in the backcourt 
Class 2-way fun matchups here. Butler versus Woodville Tompkins. Woodville Tompkins has definitely peaked at the right time. They've been living right. Overtime wins over Raven and Model up in North Georgia. And now they get to see a really tough Butler team, a Butler team that knocked off Pace Academy in the state tournament. Uh, so Butler, if they can handle Woodville Tompkins' pressure and slow down Lucas Platuna, who's having a great offseason or a great postseason, I guess I should say, had 38 against Raven and then another 22 against Model. Um, Butler could be having an opportunity to play Westside for a fourth time this year in the state championship if Westside can knock off Northeast Macon. In Class A private, Green Force is the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. They beat Galloway by 18 points. Galloway lost Anthony Arrington to a very brutal injury to his face. I heard he's got a swollen retina. He had to go to ER. He was throwing up, had a concussion. That's Probably your Class A private player of the year right there that got hurt in the second quarter. So Galloway just did not have enough to beat Green Force. Green Force sees Heritage School. And then on the other side, Kings Ridge plays FPD, First Presbyterian Day, of Jay King, who scores over 25 points per game. But this Kings Ridge team, very good with all their shooters. Isaac Martin and company think Micah Hoover's going to have to have a big game. And then in Class A public, the game I'm looking at, Drew Charter for Social Circle. They were one and two all season long. Social Circle took over the number one spot when Drew Charter had their best player kicked off the team. I went down to Calhoun County to see Social Circle play. Calhoun County, the only two undefeated teams in the state, and Social Circle won 88-77. This Social Circle team is for real. They are fast. They shoot the ball. They are deep. They bring everything you want to the table at the Class A public level. I think Jacoby Strozer is going to have to play out of his mind for Drew Charter to keep pace with Social Circle, who gets contributions from Tyrell Branch and K.J. Reed. The Jackson Twins, just so much to choose from for Coach Taylor Jackson. This social circle team is for real. Kyle Sandy, always a pleasure to have you with us here on Bartow Sports Zone. Real quickly, last 30 seconds, tell us about your uh, off-season showcases real quick before we get away. Yes, sir. March 20th, the Sandy Spiel Spring Showcase at Chesapeake High School, an opportunity for girls and boys to be seen. Girls at 10 a.m., boys at about 4 p.m. Going to have some college coaches in the gym, going to do skill work, and then we're going to break it down into gameplay. And, of course, I will be there with my Twitter fingers, pumping out all the content, and then I'll allowing players to get a free player analysis after camp. Thanks, Kyle. It's time for a news break, and we'll be back with Bartow Sports Zone. Styles Auto Care has earned your trust in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965, and they promise to respect your vehicle as if it was their own. The collision specialists at Styles will make repairs with speed and efficiency, always with your safety in mind. Styles works with all insurance companies. Their work is guaranteed, and they'll communicate with you every step of the way during your repair. Styles Auto Care, 1261 West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We welcome everyone back into the program. I'm Charles Wilson, your host, along with Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection. And we have Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia back in the WBHF studios. We're brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, 
Derek Strange, your Edward Jones financial advisor. Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, Three-Way Campers, and First Class Collision Center. And we want to thank today's guests. Cast baseball coach Matt Thompson was with us this morning talking about the Colonel's baseball program. And then, of course, Georgia High School basketball analyst Kyle Sandy of sandyspill.com. We want to thank Kyle for catching us up on the state tournaments and breaking down the final four in each of the eight classifications for girls and boys. Those games begin this evening at uh, college and university sites, mostly around the state of Georgia. And, of course, games also at the Buford City uh, Center as well. So uh, good luck to Kyle. He'll be on the broadcast of the AA and AAA games. I believe those are at Georgia College down there in Milledgeville. Next week, we'll have the Woodland baseball coach, Matt Montgomery, with us as a guest along with Cartersville High baseball coach Kyle Tucker. So we're looking forward to uh, making the first loop all the way through our local baseball coaches as we uh, continue Bartow Sports Zone here in the month of March. Some coaching changes coming up at Woodland. Boys basketball coach Jacob Selman announced last week that he'll be leaving the Wildcats program. They were actually winless in region games in 7-5A over a three-year stretch. And head wrestling coach Adrian Tramutola will step aside as well, although he's remaining in his role as the athletic coordinator at the school. Tramutola's teams won seven state championships and were runners-up eight times in his 13-year stint leading the Wildcats. And, of course, he had success uh, even before coming to Woodland. And uh, we're joined now by Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection as well. A uh, couple of uh, changing coaches we're talking about out there at Woodland, Brad. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Coach Tramutola, that was uh, kind of a shock to me, but I wish him the best. I uh, know him a little bit and a uh, good guy, a great coach, obviously. And I'll tell you this, that span of championships that they won, um, if you take Camden County and that whole drop-down situation out of the equation, they probably have eight or nine state championships. Sure. A very good run out there, Jackson, for Coach Tramutola. Absolutely. You know, a lot of new faces at Woodland. You got uh, wrestling, basketball, and the, a new football coach out there. So it'll be a lot of new faces to watch and learn about uh, this this next coming school year. We want to say congratulations to our four latest Elite Athletes of the Month presented by Elite Stone Supply. The February honorees are Woodland football and baseball athlete Chase Carson, Cass Girls basketball standout Claire Davis, Adairsville freshman soccer player Victoria Loudon and Cartersville Lady Canes wrestler Elora Waterman. Uh, the feature on all four of those elite athletes of the month can be found on our website, BartosportZone.com, with links to the story also found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So we hope you'll check out the February Elite Athletes of the Month. And, of course, that's always a, a good follow on BartosportZone.com. We've got the state basketball tournament games coming up this weekend. The GHSA state basketball tournament has reached the final four tonight and tomorrow. Class A private and Class 7A are at the Buford City Arena. Class A public and double A are down at Valdosta State. Class AAA and 4A at Georgia College. And Class 5A and 6A 
will be at West Georgia. High school soccer. Let's run through each of the teams for the week, trying to catch you up on local sports in Bartow County. The Cartersville girls are at 2-5-1. and one. They play at Cass tonight. They beat Sandy Creek earlier this week, 7-4. to four. The Cartersville boys are at 4-4-1 four, four and one on the year. They also won at Sandy Creek Tuesday night by a 4-2 to two score. They play at Cass tonight as well. The Adairsville girls sit at 5-2, and two, or rather 5-2-1 and one on the season. They are 1-2 and two in Region 6 AAA. They lost to North Murray Tuesday night. Uh, they play at Murray County in their next match next Tuesday. And the Adairsville boys at 3-6, and six, they're also 1-2 in the region. They had a loss to North Murray at home on Tuesday night. They play at, uh, at Murray County next Tuesday as well. The Woodland girls... Four, three, and two on the year. They're 0 and 1 in Region 7 5A. They had back to back losses to Blessed Trinity and Heritage Catusa. Uh, recently, they play at Hiram tonight. They'll try to get back on track and even their region mark. The Woodland Boys are at 4 3 and 3 on the year. They lost their first region match to Blessed Trinity last Friday. They bounced back on Tuesday to beat Heritage of Catusa at home by a 7 to 4 score. The Wildcats play at Hiram tonight as well. Cass Girls are 2 6 and 1 on the year. 0 and 1 in Region 7 5A. They lost the region opener last Friday at Calhoun, but they beat Murray County Tuesday in a non region match, 1 to nothing. They are hosting Cartersville tonight, as we mentioned. And the Cass Boys are 6 3 and 1, 0 and 1 in the region with that loss to Calhoun last Friday. They played Murray County to a 1 1 draw on Tuesday. They will be hosting the Purple Hurricanes tonight in region action. That's a look at all of our soccer teams around the area. A look at our state basketball tournament that's coming up across the state tonight with the final four. Look at local coaching changes and our elite athletes of the month. When we come back, we'll take a look at our high school baseball standings and kind of give you a local update on our local high school baseball teams when we return to Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. You already know at Johnny's Pizza we offer $1 cheese slices on Monday, and Tuesdays we host Team Trivia at 7.30. But I also wanted to take a moment to let you know about our extensive lunch menu that we offer Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. We offer nine different lunch options, each with a free drink. They're made fresh to order, and we'll make sure that we get you out of here in plenty of time to get back to your day. Stop by Johnny's Pizza for lunch, 244 North Dixie Avenue. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. 
to WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. I'm Charles Wilson along with Jackson Hyde, Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection. We have Mike Garcia and Alan Sanders back in the studio. And, of course, Alan directing all the music out there and having a good time with that. Jackson, uh, we were talking during the commercial break. Wanted to come to you. You had an update locally. Yeah. You know, it's a competition. may not be a sport. But Ethan Rolax, a eighth grader at Adairsville Middle School, the first ever Marktow County student to win the region spelling bee. He won the district a couple years in a row, but he won the region, and he'll represent Adairsville Middle, Bartow County, in the state spelling bee with a chance to go on to, to Washington for the, for the big one. So uh, congratulations to him. Outstanding. Maybe we'll yeah. uh, have an Adairsville Middle School student on ESPN when they get to the big one. That's right. That will be a lot of fun. High school baseball locally. Let's start with the Cass Colonels. We got to visit with uh, Coach Matt Thompson this morning. They're off to a rough start, one and seven on the year. They had losses twelve to two and seven to four in a home and home series Tuesday and Wednesday with Central of Carroll County. The Colonels also dropped a ten to nothing decision at Sonoraville last night. They ran into a buzzsaw of a pitcher, a left-hander throwing in the upper 80s that struck out 11 and kind of mowed them down last night. They've got a young team at Cass. We learned that this morning. Uh, tomorrow they play at our Murchie. Their only win of the season was last Thursday over our Murchie, so an opportunity for the Colonels to pick up another win maybe. The games uh, coming up are with Dalton and Sonorable next week, and then they jump into that. Always tough 15-game Region 7 5A schedule uh, that begins in just a little bit over a week, Jackson. Yeah, tough uh, tough start. Young group kind of expected it, but it's not going to get any easier when you get into region play with the Blessed Trinities, Cartersville, Calhoun loaded with pitching, and uh, a Woodland team that's, that's winning some games early. It's going to be a, a tough road for them, but uh, they just got to keep grinding. Yeah, let's look at that Woodland team. They've been impressive. They've played a really tough uh, non-region schedule so far, playing a lot of bigger schools. They beat Rome again Tuesday night, 13-8, to to uh, complete a season sweep of the Wolves. They won 19-14 to in a wild game last night that saw six lead changes and 21 walks in that game, so I'm not sure how good the pitching was in that matchup. They play at Rockmart tonight. Rockmart, always a, a formidable opponent and usually have pretty good pitching over there. Home games Monday and Tuesday against Cahulla Creek and North Cobb. Uh, the Wildcats also begin that Region 7-5A schedule on March the 15th. And Brad Woodland at 5-3 and three on the year. Coach Thompson at Cass was talking about how a state playoff berth might come down to late April when those two teams go to at one another in a three-game series. Jackson mentioned it earlier. The, the top three teams are probably going to be the top three when this thing is all said and done. They're all very strong. So, you know, everybody's fighting for that that spot right there. And, uh, you know, the way Woodland's playing right now, they lost a lot of people off of last year's team, and it was kind of a question mark how they would fare. And so far, they're looking like the stronger team that, that will make the playoffs here. But as we said before, you know, region uh, standings and region play is the most important here. These are tune-up games, uh, but you're, but I believe they're right. The late April uh, stretch will be the most important. 
Adairsville at two and four on the year so far. They lost to Tryon Tuesday night, three to one at home. They have a home doubleheader against Temple tomorrow. They have games with Harrelson County and Coosa next week. Those will be the final tune-ups for the Tigers as they get ready for a 16-game region, six AAA schedule that begins on March the 18th. And finally, Cartersville at 4-2 and two on the year. They lost the opener last night at the Perfect Game High School Showdown over in Hoover, Alabama falling to the Sparkman Senators by an 8-1 to one score. But the Canes bounced back in the second game to defeat Cherokee County out of Alabama, 8-1, to one, in a game where Canes pitcher Ryan Johnson took a no-hitter into the seventh inning before the Warriors finally ended it with a base hit. The Canes finished second in their uh, pool and have consolation games this afternoon and tomorrow. They'll play Denmark High School, the Danes, they're um, over there in Hoover as well. The Danes are in Region 6-7A out of Alpharetta. They're 6-2 and two so far on the season. That game is this afternoon. And then Cartersville will have a game tomorrow against an opponent that will be determined by how play continues today. The Canes are at home against Ringgold next Wednesday. Then they close out the non-region schedule at Alexander a week from today and at Kennesaw State on Saturday, March the 12th. So uh, upcoming baseball, still a lot of tune-up games out there for each of our local teams. And uh, uh, we're going to start some baseball coverage, I believe, very soon. Alan, you and Mike, jump in here. Uh, give us a little promo on what's coming up with high school baseball coverage on WBHF. Yeah, now, based on the schedule we've got right now, and, of course, the one thing about baseball is it's always weather. weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a subject to weather. Uh, I believe we've got three games we're going to try to cover all next week. We've got a Tuesday game, I believe a Wednesday, and a Friday game. So we've got three different games on the schedule, trying to really get into high school uh, baseball now that basketball has ended for our local teams. And uh, you'll be able to listen to that right here. Almost all of those, I think, next week are 555 first pitches, which usually means we start about 10 minutes before that with pregame let's uh, drag mike garcia in here as well mike uh, i know with our morning reports you've been able to follow a little bit about what's going on with baseball any surprises for you in the early going i know it's still early in the 2022 season well <laughs> the thing that sticks out uh, is not so much in the high school realm but uh georgia highlands <laughs> it's it's hard for a baseball team at any level to win 16 games in a row before they finally fell, but you know they got back uh, uh, back into their winning ways. So that's uh, that is quite a tear for the for the Chargers to start the season. Yeah, that team came in from out of uh, I believe Michigan uh, that gave them uh, a little what far over there at Pickens County High School. They took uh, uh, their first two losses really hard, but then they've been able to bounce back, and I think could now have won three straight. So a good start for Coach Dash O'Neill and the Georgia Highlands Chargers as well to the 2022 baseball campaign. And let me just dovetail on that because not only are we going to cover some high school baseball games here on WBHF, we do plan to as uh, supporters of Georgia Highlands College and the Chargers will actually have some of the college games. I know Kevin Carroll, who's coordinating that, was working with Coach Dash O'Neill to try to make sure we lock down which games so we can get those published on the schedule as well. Very good. So lots of high school baseball coverage coming your way. We'll have 
some Georgia Highlands college baseball coverage for you here on WBHF also. Quickly before our break at the bottom of the hour, we do want to touch on Major League Baseball's lockout for the first time in 27 years. A labor dispute dispute in uh, Major League Baseball will lead to the canceling of games and at best uh, the delay of opening day. Earlier this week, Commissioner Rob Manfred and the owners said they were canceling the first two series of the year. Brad, uh, your take on where this is headed. They've not made very much progress. Well, if you read Twitter, which I do, uh, everybody's big mad at uh, Rob Manfred and about eight owners. Uh, I think they have every right to be. Uh, this sounds like just a lot of greed and, you know, the players want to play. They've made that very clear. They're, they're not the ones holding this thing up. And, uh, I don't understand this this position. I think baseball was at a really good spot when the World Series ended, and now here we are again, 27 years later, doing another fight over this. And you know that was ironic that the Braves were won it that year too. So uh, here we go again. Yeah, essentially the players want a bigger piece of the profits pie as those profits continue to increase. Ownership on the other side. They don't mind if the players are making more money, but they don't want to give up a greater percentage of that pie. And that's kind of where we sit as we uh, move into another stretch of days where it doesn't look like they're going to be talking any baseball anytime soon. But we will still have some minor league baseball, and there's always college baseball already out there and ramped up. And uh, you guys know I love to follow college baseball. We'll talk more sports, and we'll get to Brad Stevens' Atlanta Hawks. Accidents will happen, but when the unfortunate happens to you, let First Class Collision Center be your partner in repairs. First Class provides quality auto body and interior repair while working with all insurance companies and maintaining a Google five-star customer rating. Call First Class at 770-755-2200 to schedule your free no-obligation estimate today. Our shop now handles big truck repairs too. First Class Collision Center, because it has to be perfect. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers, High Sun ATVs, Premier Buildings, and Superior Trailers. We have it all at Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Welcome back, friends, to Bartow Sports Zone. We're glad you're in the zone this morning. Charles Wilson here along with Brad Stevens, Mick Sullivan, Jackson Hyde, Mike Garcia, and Alan Sanders. Alan and Mike back in the WBHF studios. Everybody else here on the Zoom line. Let's uh, turn our attention now to the NBA and the Atlanta Hawks for a few minutes and bring in Brad Stevens. We're headed to the second half and home stretch of the NBA season, really kind of winding it down. And we're talking about the contenders and the top teams in each conference and who might uh, be there at the end. Let me run through the teams for you first. In the East, you've got from top to bottom in the top 11 or contenders. You got the Heat, the Bulls, the 76ers, and the Bucks at the top of the order. Uh, the Cavaliers, the Celtics, the Raptors, Nets, Hornets, and Hawks 
fill out positions five through ten. That's in the east with the Nets, Hornets, and Hawks, all three under 500 with their records right now. Over in the west, the Suns are at the top, followed by the Warriors, Grizzlies, and Jazz. Spots five through ten in the west include the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. And the Lakers and Pelicans are the two teams in the West that are under 500 on the year. The Hawks right now currently sitting in that 10 position. They're in a tight race there with the Nets, Hornets, and Warriors, only a game and a half back behind Atlanta. Still a youthful roster for the Atlanta Hawks, Brad. But I got to ask you, are the Hawks a good team right now? Uh, I would say they're fair right now. You know, they keep coming up with these big wins, like the one last night over the Bulls, who are second place in the East, you mentioned earlier. Huge win. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Trey Young goes off, gets 39. Uh, Bogdanovich had 20. A lot lot of points spread around because John Collins is injured and on the bench right now. But, you know, they've got to get better on defense, uh, especially guarding the rim. Clint Capella's done a pretty good job out there, but they need Collins back for sure to make a playoff run. They have 20 more games left. This is about the time last year when the Hawks made a run. Well, they were on the outside looking in and made a run all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, doesn't get any easier right now. They're, they're going to go on a three-game road uh, stretch uh, here that's going to define, uh, I think, the rest of the season, if you ask me. Uh, they're going to play some tough teams uh, away. Uh, but if you're the Hawks coaching staff, you're saying, hey, you know, we did this last year with the same nucleus we have right now. Uh, we can do it again. Just got to hope that nobody gets injured uh, and they figure out how to guard the rim a little bit better. But they've got a lot of tough teams that they're playing. And, you know, you mentioned the West earlier. I'm telling you that the the Western Conference has taken the crown again uh, this year. I mean, with the Suns having a seven-and-a-half game lead over the Golden State Warriors for that top spot, um, you know, the road is not going to be easy at all. I don't want to be in a play, play-in game. I don't think anybody wanted that at all. But you're five games behind Cleveland for that sixth spot right now. I don't think that Cleveland's going to fall apart and you're not going to have a run enough to to get to that sixth spot and just get into the playoffs without playing in. So got to batten down the hatches and make sure that Trey uh, you know, feeds everybody he needs to feed, get the help that he needs. He can't take it all on, on his own, especially not at this time. But I'm excited about what might happen, but uh, I really hope that we would be in a four or five seed at this point right now. Nick Sullivan, let's bring you in real quickly. The Hawks are a team that have proven that they can beat teams like Phoenix, uh, the Miami Heat. They beat Chicago last night. They've beaten Milwaukee on the season. But then they lose to teams that on paper have equal or lesser talent. Uh, The only consistent thing about the Hawks this year has been inconsistency. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's part of why they play, you know, 82 games is that things even out across the board. But – with the with their style of play, it lends itself to, to some highs and lows with that um, high octane offense and uh, a lack of defense at times. So when when they get a chance to face those top teams, they seem to rise to the occasion, and um, that would be the hope that when when push comes to shove down the stretch here, especially uh, if they get into that play in game scenario that. Uh, they the cream rises to the top and, and Trey Young can take over and as Brad said John Collins is healthy and they would uh, be able to get into the at large field there and uh, you know try to advance a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah, the teams seven through ten will be in a play-in game scenario. Brad, are there any moves for the Hawks to make? We've got about. Uh, 
60 seconds here before we have to take a commercial break. Are there any moves that the Hawks can make going down the stretch here to try to improve their situation? Yeah, I mean, you, all the, you're close with every single person except for every person, team, except for Toronto. You're four games behind Toronto in the seventh spot, only one game behind Brooklyn, and you're actually tied for that ninth spot with Charlotte right now. So, uh, you know, they could try to play in and get up maybe to the eighth seed unless Toronto completely falls apart. Uh, I think they can beat all three of those teams and find their way into the playoffs. But as we've said, you know, can't drop anything. You're only a game and a half ahead of Washington from finding yourself outside of the playoffs and not playing in the play-in game. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the Atlanta Hawks, and hopefully they can make a move here headed down the stretch. Uh, they're actually 15-25 and 25 this season against teams that are below 500 for the year. They've had some injuries, uh, but so has the rest of the league, and we'll see if the Hawks can do something down the stretch to try to get back in contention. We'll take a timeout here on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll come back. We'll talk a little, a little college basketball. If you're like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment and your roof is its first defense. When storms are just the natural wear and tear of time create issues for your roof or gutters, call on the licensed and insured pros at All Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All Star Roofing at 678-245-9658 or call 770-655-0911 or find us online at allstarroofs.com. Hey folks, this is Sean from St. Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports. I don't know about you, but nothing goes better with bracketology and March basketball than a hot pizza, delicious wings, and our award-winning knots. All month long, check out our tournament winner and pizza of the month, the Pesto St. Angelo, for just $9.99. And for you wing lovers, you know wings aren't just for football anymore. They're the foundation of any good basketball party, and we have our own Sweet 16 flavors to choose from. So come watch with us or order online at stangelos.com. That's S-T-A-N-G-E-L-O-S.com. Welcome back to Bartow's Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here, your host, along with Nick Sullivan and Brad Stevens, along with Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection. Back in our WBHF studios, we have Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia. Let's uh, turn our attention quickly to college basketball. We're almost to championship week and all the conference tournaments in men's college basketball. We hope to be renewing and will be renewing the St. Angelo's Pizza Bracket Challenge very soon. And you can compete for food prizes out at Lake Point St. Angelo location. Uh, we'll have more details coming soon on Bartosportzone.com. And you can also follow on our Facebook and Twitter feeds as well. We'll have something on Instagram also. Uh, to give you an idea of how you can enter into that contest and play for some food prizes out at St. Angelo's Pizza. Always a lot of fun. We've done that for the last several years. And uh, thanks to Sean and Dan out at St. Angelo's for helping sponsor that each and every year. Let's take a quick glance at the top-ranked teams in this week's AP Top 25 poll. It's Gonzaga and Arizona at the top of the Rankings followed by Baylor, Duke, and Auburn. They're pretty close behind. If you run through the six through ten teams, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue, Providence, and Wisconsin. So, Brad, let's turn to you first. 
that's a lot of familiar names in the top 10 as we get ready for tournament time. Oh, yeah, it's Blue Bloods all over again. I know the Duke people are really excited. They want to send Coach K out a winner, and I, that would be fine with me. Uh, he's had such a great career. But you like to see the resurgence of Arizona as well. You know, they dominated in the 90s and kind of lulled for a long time. Uh, you have defending champion Baylor in there. I consider them a Blue Blood at this point. They seem to be in it every year now. Um, really excited about how this tournament's shaping up. Uh, not really excited about Auburn being out there, but um, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. But uh, with winning with all the guys from Georgia on their team, but uh, you know you can't deny that they're a really good ball, ball club. You know they, they're doing a fantastic job in the conference. Have five ranked teams in the SEC right now, which is almost unheard of. So uh, you know they're, they're, it's going to be a tough out to get Auburn uh, uh, to go fishing uh, this this spring. They're going to be in, in it to the end. But uh, really excited about how it's shaping out, and you also got to watch out. For people like Villanova, uh, Providence, who play in a, a tough region, or I'm sorry, a tough conference too, that you know, can do a lot of damage in this uh, tournament. Let's get Jackson Hyde in here for just a second. Jackson, the Big Ten and the Big East have been the highest rated conferences all season long, followed pretty closely by the Big 12 and surprisingly the SEC. I know you're an ACC guy. Where's the ACC this time? Definitely a, a low uh, time for the ACC. You know, Duke's kind of the head of the class as they as they usually are. With Do North Carolina being down a little bit, uh, you know, we, we kind of hung our hat on Notre Dame this year, thinking that they might could uh, make a run, but that's not going to be the case. Uh, Duke's probably our, our best shot at, at moving forward, but uh, I'm going to call it now the St. Angelo's Bracket Challenge. I'm taking the Tennessee Vols to go deep this year. I think they're set for a run. We'll see what happens. Brad Stevens just threw up a little bit in his <laughs> mouth over there. I'm watching him on the Zoom connection. Let's bring Mike Garcia in here. Also, speaking of the ACC, the Miami Hurricanes are currently a bubble team, maybe a 10 seed, Mike. Well, I know you weren't looking at me. Mike actually just got pulled out to do uh, morning show producer duties, had a call come in about a scheduled guest. So hold that question. Hopefully he'll pop back yeah. in here in a minute. We'll get back to him in, in just a minute. But we'll turn to Nick then. Uh, is there a better sporting event out there than March Madness? Oh, for me? Oh, no, I love it. Uh, to be honest, I didn't follow college basketball much at all until I met my wife, who was an avid, avid Syracuse fan, the Orange, and so I started watching college basketball with her, and she gave me all of the tips of what to watch for, and since then, I have loved bracketology. I have joined the uh, all of the American uh, pastime at the, you know, losing your, your productivity and work, paying attention to brackets, and uh, participating in them as many as I can. Nick Sullivan, I'll ask you the same question. A better uh, event than March Madness? Uh, the easy answer is no, there, there is none. The, the first two uh, weekends uh, are always fantastic, and then you get down to the Final Four. And, uh, you know, that, that was one of the, the real shames a couple years ago when, uh, you know, COVID hit and uh, everything got canceled. That It happened to concur right there with uh, uh, with the conference tournaments that let that we're going to lead right into March Madness and uh you know I think everybody was excited to, to have it back last year and uh this year it's, it's shaping up to be good I mean last Saturday I believe one through six in the AP poll all lost on the same day for the first time ever so even though there's some blue bloods there at the top there's still there's still a lot of parity in the sport if you have a mid-major you want to get behind nearby Chattanooga 
is a favorite to qualify for the tournament this year in the Southern Conference to, if they can win their tournament. And Jacksonville State is also a favorite over in the Ohio Valley. Brad Stevens, you got a, a mid-major that you want to chase this year? Hey, I have to agree with you about Chattanooga. I'm always for the local guys. I'm excited about how they're doing. I'm going to pick them as a dark horse to win maybe a game or two. I would love to see that. Well, we'll try to get our comments from Mike Garcia out online a little later on this this morning with Bartow Sports Zone. We thank you all for listening and tuning in. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for listening to Bartow Sports Zone. I didn't get to the Falcons, but they're at the Combines this week. We'll talk about that maybe a little next week as well. See you next weekend, everybody.